Hey. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Get those um, lodges and yeah. lodges and wait, how Lozenge. do you say it? Lozenge. <laughs> Lozenges. <laughs> Working. <Go>. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Kim and Katie. Hey, Nee. Hey, Nee. Welcome to another Wednesday evening. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. The week's gone by. Yeah. I wonder when the different listeners and longtime listeners and everybody will will be listening. We should ask them if they. Typically, we get it out Thursday, but then I wonder. You know, probably a lot of people wait for a commute or. Yeah, something or, or who knows? I wonder I what. Wait the till list- they're wait till they're using the bathroom, and then it's like, well, now's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually <laughs> we get four, how- we get four or five listeners right off the minute I I um post it. Then they trickle in that day uh, till about the a four dozen. or five and listeners. Then, well, yeah. three is you, me, and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm in the exact boat I described because if it doesn't come by the time I've driven to work, then well, I then I trickle in later when I drive home or the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it just slowly throughout yeah, the week adds up. We get about thirty-five or forty listen listens per episode. So at this point. Well, you know what? That's good because do you know how many podcasts there are out there? Oh, man. I mean, give so me a many. number. Oh, well, how many do you think? 120,000. Nope. Not even close. Kim? Of what? Podcasts. How many? Oh, world. my gosh. How many? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, in the world? Oh, oh, yeah. I was out, talking in about the, in the States. Oh, well, he was talking about just here in Utah. We're talking about I, the, the cloud here. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> has I no boundaries even, of nations. Right. I can't even no, okay. imagine how many there There's must be. There's five million, over five oh, million. Okay. Yeah. Because so, anyone can just do it. I know. Look at us. Yeah. But, I mean, for us to have 40 listens per time is pretty good for yeah. newbies. I have to say, yeah. for, for some nobodies. I mean, we're competing with. Five million other podcasts and they're very and some of them are very famous people so that's right yeah, yeah. that's what i was gonna say just about every famous person has a, fo- a podcast mm-hmm. and every celeb a lot of celebrities do and uh i have been hearing on the radio station around here there's this company that's advertising to help you create a podcast for your business so that your mm-hmm. business is always producing content, you know, oh, yeah. every, every week yeah. like this to talk about your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's out there and good. For so us. don't give Katie any ideas about um, podcasting during her dog grooming. <laughs> yeah. Well, today's episode is a Shih Tzu. 
And then we hear Katie get being like, "Ow, hey, no, don't bite me!" (laughs) I thought you were gonna tie in all the business. That actually might be pretty interesting because then you'd be like, "I told you, Missy." But anyway, speaking of nowadays, one of the things I've been thinking about, and I have been anxious to talk to you, Nay, about this, is all this strife and stuff that's going on in Israel. And I've I've read a little bit, but I don't really understand what's going on. And I wondered if you could explain to us quickly, like, you know, a little synopsis of what's going on over there. Oh, yeah, well... It is a volatile place, the Gaza Strip. So, uh, what is the Gaza Strip? What does that mean? Right. I was going to start with that. So, you know how the Palestinians and the Israelis, they kind of lived amongst each other, like, you know, in the early, like at the turn of the century, the Jews were moving in a lot and the Palestinians were developing their land too. And, Anyway, then after World War II, of course, there was tons more immigration. And that's when Britain promised a land to the Jews and a land to the Palestinians. And so oh. they were going to split up the land and peacefully. And neither the Palestinian side, which, of course, it wasn't Palestinians yet, but uh, they disagreed. They said, there's no way that, that we should be sharing this land. And the Zionists, on the other hand, the Jewish people said, we'd take any state, even if it was the size of a tablecloth. And so that's the war of independence for them. They had to fight against like all those countries around, even as far as Iraq sent soldiers to fight Israel. So anyway, they, the Israelis won and they got their state and now there's Israel. And then in the war of 1967, uh, there was they expanded their state a bunch, and so they got like very heavily Arab populations in the south, right bordering on Egypt, mm-hmm. and to the west, that's Gaza Strip, and then to the west, which is the West Bank. And so now Israel is, you know, sort of its disputed territory, but is controlling or occupying, depending on which way you want to say it all these areas that are were not Jewish at the time and were heavily Arab. And so Jews started to move in and they made settlements. And that's the whole settlement issue, you know, uh-huh. uh, because then they would have separate roads to settlements that were in mostly Palestinian areas. And like, is that right or wrong or not? Oh, I see. The Palestinians were mad about it. So anyway, when I was in Israel was at the time of what was called the disengagement when the government of Israel decided to unilaterally pull out of some of the most heavily Arab areas and say, uh-huh. you guys just have it and good luck. And we're out of here. Oh, okay. We're not going to have our soldiers guarding all these kilometers of roads and all these spread out colonies in the middle of hostile population. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like good walls make good neighbors. So they pulled out. And that's, uh, so the Gaza Strip 
had no Jews anywhere in it, no Israelis. And there have been when like some little kafla. When you're saying oh, yeah. Israelis or Jews, aren't isn't there a difference between those two people? Well, yeah, um, but it's kind of splitting hairs. Oh, okay. I mean, Israelis are citizens of Israel. You don't have to be Jewish to be a citizen of Israel, but it's... Okay. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's mostly right. Jewish. Okay. And so that's when you're saying Jews, you're basically <laughs> talking about the Israel, Israel. People, oh, yeah. People Israel. Yeah. And most of them are non practicing or, or lightly practicing. Okay. You know, secular Jews. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so there have been little fights here and there between the Gaza Strip and Israel and the West Bank and Israel, but there hasn't been anything so so effective as this last one in like since before the we had non-state actors as the main person they're all comparing it to the yom kippur war which was 1973 because it was also on on the time of the high holidays but that was like two countries it was syria and egypt that attacked i mean mm -hmm. so ever since we've had just non-state actors nothing has been so good so anyway people from hamas who is in charge of the gaza strip they had people come in over they shot rockets at the same time that they broke through a bunch of security fences mm -hmm. they attacked in like 22 little villages israeli villages that are close to there Oh, okay. At once, it was all coordinated. They killed, uh, oh, I forget what the stats are, but they might have, you know, they killed in the hundreds and they took possibly up to 250 hostages back into Gaza. Okay. And uh, and what are the ha ha Hamas, pe who, where are those people? Are they Palestinians? Who are they? Yeah, those are Palestinians. It's a... Uh, uh, possibly terrorist group that uh -huh. and they're there they have like a military arm and they have a welfare arm and they have a support for martyrs our families arm and they have you know so there are a lot of things it's you uh -huh. can't just necessarily say they're just terrorists but that's their sort of their raison d'etre is to eliminate the state of israel okay and so they've been governing in the gaza strip mm -hmm. and so Anyway, this was just really, really effective. And it's a huge problem in Israel. Like, you know, governmental heads are going to roll for how this disaster was even allowed to be. Uh -huh. And so anyway, now Israel is responding in the Gaza Strip and they have, you know, uh, bombers and airplanes and all kinds of fancy intelligence that sort of rivals the U.S. or even better in some areas. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a it's like a superpower, and the Palestinians have homemade rocket launchers and stuff that they've smuggled in from Iran and Egypt, and uh, you know they're. But their thing is that if Israel ever comes in, they've developed tunnel systems and booby traps and oh. mix in with the civilians. So Israel's preparing to go in. It's already, you know, bombed a bunch of things but it's preparing uh -huh. to go in now and so people are wondering like is this good or not i mean you don't want to let the gaza strip go unanswered but it's going to be a huge yeah schmoz because it's 
population is so dense and civilians and militants together and oh yeah well that's that's going to be and but the israel hasn't um attacked yet well they've bombed in but they're expected any day here to actually like go back into the gaza strip and to take over i think probably maybe they'll take over like some big roadways and sort of knock down buildings around some main roads uh -huh. maybe and and take over just some main ways so that they can keep a closer eye on things perhaps right. uh -huh. huh. well that's good i mean that's good to get a get your take on it because it's been kind of confusing to me so yeah but it will be a mess and already israel is starting to lose the public opinion you know the pr battle people started out quite in favor of israel through mm -hmm. a lot of the world because the attack was so unprovoked i mean there were some things provoking it but not stuff that made news you know it was very local oh, right <laughs> um like they let some ultra-Orthodox Jews go and celebrate uh, up on close to Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is also where the Temple of Solomon was and stuff. So it's like holy to all three religions. Uh -huh. And the, the Muslims have control of it, like day-to-day -day operations, but it's in Jerusalem under Israeli sovereignty kind of. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so there was stuff like that that was fairly local news that happened. But anyway, when Israel goes into the Gaza Strip, you know, even more civilians will die by accident or on purpose. And even more stuff will get knocked over either on accident or on purpose. And right. it'll just be really messy. And right. Israel will lose the PR war. And then who knows what will happen. Oh, yeah, well, that is scary. Well, hopefully the least amount of damage will happen. We'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, well you Nay, that, you're Nay. the perfect person to ask because you actually have been there. Yeah. There. And so. you're just smarty. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so exciting. It's making me kind of want to go back and check it out from a safe distance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. So it talks about David Beckham, who I really, I mean, of course I've heard of him. I know he plays soccer or as the rest of the world calls, calls it football. The U.S. is the only one that says soccer. What is your guys' but, take on that? Should it be football? Well, or it soccer? makes sense to it makes sense to call it football. Football. It's I wish only... we would change. What is yes, it in Canada? I thought the, Matt and I said the same thing. Because in what... Canada, it's soccer because we have we have football and Canadian football. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Canada gonna, and America. If you're gonna call a sport football, it should be football. Yeah, <laughs> not it's, what we it's, say it's not yes, <laughs> but we have, but we're calling it soccer because we're okay, yeah. from the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, yes, I've heard, I heard of David Beckham. I knew he played soccer. That's about it. I knew he married one of the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. That's Gosh. it. That's mm-hmm. my knowledge of David Beckham. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know even know why we wanted to watch this. We just thought it'd be interesting, so we started watching it, mm-hmm. and. I just can't even believe his story. Like I was so um, touched and well, just, yes, (laughs) touched and like, so you could say enthralled by his story, impressed with him that I I just, I, I just couldn't believe it. So he had like, he had, he missed this shot, this huge game. Um, it was between uh, Manchester, England against Argentina. Oh, man, I can't think of Argentina. Argentina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Manchester, England. Anyway, um, one of the Argentine team guys came and need him in the back and pushed him down. And David Beckham lifted his leg up and really didn't even trip him. But the guy kind of pretended like david tripped him yeah. so he fell and david I mean, Beckham he got kicked right him. i would say he, he kicked did him. but but it didn't it wasn't didn't, a big deal no, if you watch it yeah no like the other guy actually need him in the back worse like yeah. came up and need him yeah mm-hmm. took him down and mm-hmm. he didn't get anything well beckham got red carded so now he was out of the game and they eventually okay so they lost the game so the whole country of england turned their back on David, Be- I mean, I, I can't yeah, even believe they, it. Like, yeah, they treated him like dirt. The media, yeah, just everybody booed him. Yeah, I mean, he, yes, he was the bad guy because they everyone decided that like because he got red carded, lost, and thrown out of right. the game, that that game was lost because of him. Yeah, and his country really just i i mean i can't wait for everyone to watch this they're just gonna be like are you kidding me yeah like anyway so um you imagine like all the passion that we have for all the sports in the u.s all funneled into one single sport yep, that's right that is true nate yeah. It's cra- yeah, yeah it's crazy how soccer football um, is for other countries <laughs> like in yeah. the u.s it's just it's not that it's not what it is in the other in other there's, parts of there's the world. really no there's really no sport in our hemisphere Mm-mm. that could compare i know, you know you're like, right we think of we think of football in texas but it's not the same it doesn't have the same rabbit like oh it's so cool when you go to other countries and the streets are just stuffed with human beings 
from yeah. building to building, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're all and... painted, wearing flags. And yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, after like just watching this documentary, I was like, holy cow. I had no, I mean, I'd heard of stuff. I just had no idea how mm-hmm. big it is yeah. in other countries. Yeah. I so, didn't know he went through all this. I had no idea. Yeah. No. And so, so he came back. So he, every game he showed up and gave his all every single game and was Mm -hmm. booed and just, um, Oh, I, I just can't even believe his like, I, I, anyway. Okay. Then you get posh spice who I didn't even really know. In fact, if I had to say anything about uh, David Beckham and posh spice, it would probably, my feelings would be, negative only because of the media uh-huh. i'm only going off of what the media has said over time about these two now i watch this documentary and i realize wow i hate that about the media how they can crucify someone mm-hmm. and you don't know the facts i mean you don't know his story until you watch this docuseries yeah and it's crazy Mm-hmm. Well, don't How? worry. Some of us were ahead of the curve and have loved Posh Spice since forever. Since the <laughs> I, saw knew you, her. I knew you were. I liked Nate. her too. And in fact, <laughs> in fact, after watching this, I was like, man, I think she is amazing. Like, I just, I, I really just had like a soft spot for her after watching this um, mm-hmm. docuseries. But, um, Anyway, so Katie, so yes. I know you watched it. Mm-hmm. And what were your thoughts? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. What were you going to ask about it? Well, just like, okay, so you finished it. What, or even after every, I think there's four episodes. Uh-huh. I think there I were four remember. episodes. Um, um, I so... thought it was amazing. I thought that David Beckham is somebody that I will forever admire from now on. Yeah, and right. I felt like um, uh, he handled himself under a huge amount of pressure with such dignity and with, I mean, he was miserable, but he just kept playing and kept trying. And I thought there's not very many humans walking around on this earth that could have um, handled the way, the way he did. It seemed, I mean, I know it's a documentary they edited or whatever, but he just persevered and I just thought it was um, really inspiring to, well, yeah, to know you, his story. Right. And you, they interviewed his teammates, his coaches, and all of them, mm-hmm. all of them were like, I, I would have crumbled under his, mm-hmm. what happened to him. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't have been able to withstand what he went through. Yeah. And it's it incredible. Was- And does the documentary talk about like wasn't he kind of from a from a hard family, a lower class family, and he was kind of a rags to riches story too, like that he even not in money but in soccer, like that he even was able mm-hmm. to make it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't his know. Dad, Did they focus on that? They just well, focus they on quite how a bit. hard his dad was. Well, his dad trained him from like 
when he was a toddler to be a good soccer player because his dad um his dream loved the uh the united yeah, team manchester united united yeah and more than anything and he was hard on david like he would mm -hmm. make him practice and make him do things right and i mean it was a whole lifetime of training for him and um right. i don't know if it was rags to riches but they were just a you know mediocre income family yeah i don't and, know if they really focused on that at all yeah but i mean the point was that his dad really trained him to be i mean yeah. that's why he was such a good kicker because he kicked over and over and over and over again and learned you know to hit right where he needed it when he would kick these big um passes or goals or whatever in that movie, bend them, yeah. bend them like Beckham. It's like when you watch the documentary, you can see that ball bend in the air when he kicks. I it. know it's really cool. Yeah. And in fact, he did say um, about his dad. He did say he was actually able to um, take what the people of England and the media threw at him mm -hmm. because his dad had already threw that. At, like already yeah. was so hard on him yeah. that he was able to. Um, that was one of the reasons he handle was it. able to just, yeah, handle it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, because his dad was so hard on him. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, also another thing, let's see, I was going to say something else and then I forgot. Maybe I'll think about it. Um, I wish we could have David Beckham on the, on our podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you know what? He like you you listen to him talk. He is just such a genuine Oh yeah. awesome person. It I is. just can't even like I just can't even believe how much and I don't even watch soccer. I don't even know anything about soccer. <laughs> so watching this kinda, guy It also hmm? kind of shows how, how fickle they are because he's been so beloved and worshiped you know, the last, yes, however many years. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, that's, well, yeah, you're right. Nay, what, what they talk about is all of a sudden when David Beckham became this, like he became bigger than a rock star over there. Yeah. I mean, they just idolized yes. him. And then all of a sudden this one little move Mistake. and he becomes yeah. the enemy of the whole, you know, nation. I mean, yeah, booking I him and putting, like a um a dummy in the streets hanging from a noose with Beckham on his on his yeah shirt. he even said he got death threats and stuff yeah, oh, yeah. Like people were I'm like here he went from <laughs> over one I mean it's a big um rivalry those two teams and it was a big it was the finals or whatever yeah so, yeah yeah but I just it made me start thinking like about yeah persevering like how what is it about some people that they can persevere through such um su I, I mean just such a hard trial in life and others who maybe like as some of his teammates said yeah I would have broke I I couldn't have done it, done I, it. I I would have yeah. spiraled down I know. Let's talk about that. You know who I, you know who I think of when you say that, whether you like him or not, Donald Trump, mm. whether you like him or not, like he is not backing down after, you know, almost eight years now of just being treated 
whether he's guilty or not, whatever. I mean, he's just been crucified in the media by the politicians, by gosh. And I mean, yeah, you got a lot of power for president, but I mean, even then he was going, you know, and he just, some people just seem to not have it bother them as much as you would think, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, but what? Yeah, how can I? I, And another thing, it just makes me even more like the media. I was actually, actually, after watching this, I was like really like mad about the media. Like, I want every single media person to personally apologize to David Beckham because (laughs) they just—I mean—they were part of the problem. They made Mm -hmm. the people hate him even more because. Totally. I just thought, didn't everyone see that the guy need him in the back? <laughs> did they not I, have replays yet? Yes, they did. We saw it on the show. And, <laughs> and I just thought, can't one person say, hey, let's not forget the other thousand times he's won for us? I know, <laughs> like, I just, right. just bothered me so much. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Nay, I'm going off on this because the media made me so mad about it. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Uh, I saw, the, I mean, the power of the media, we've all seen that, especially in the last right. eight years, like Nay um, suggested. Yeah, I mean, the same. I remember seeing a show, it was like a 2020, and they went through mm-hmm. the last like 10 years at that time. I tried to look it up before we came on. But I couldn't find it. But they went through all these major stories and how it was actually the media that made it. Um, like a lot of them were nothing was different that year, but the media needed stories. So they built up these things that were happening and made it seem like it was like a bad thing that was happening to our nation when really it was no different than any other year. Time. Before. Yeah. But they needed stories. And so they... And I, <clears throat> I wanted to read it so I could remember, but I do remember two of them. One of them was shark attacks. And I don't know if you guys remember, but. Uh, I actually remember. <clears throat> yeah. In there was off- I am not going in the ocean. <laughs> I know. And <laughs> it was off of, you know, shark attacks every time we turned on the. Yes. And then they yes. said in this 2020 that there were no more shark attacks that year than any other year that they had to ha- that we've had. But right. the media I has remember. power, you know. Yes, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then there was a but time to the point to the point where now we don't even listen to each other. If you know, like if you know which media yeah. outlet produced it, you just don't even listen. Right. That's if it's true. not the media outlet that you listen to, then you yeah. just yeah. Well, because and everyone thinks their news is the <clears throat> the correct one, and it's like crazy. But I mean, it's just mainly it's just the power of media is just really yeah. amazing. And yeah. there was it another was probably, one. It was probably about three years before the first Meg movie came out. They were like, "Hey, this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this will get a lot of people watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then another story I remember was um, kidnappings. There was it. Oh. It was this kidnapping thing, and they were presenting it like it was something we all needed to be afraid of. And really, had the numbers been told, kidnapping by a stranger is so unusual." But yeah, that wasn't yeah. reported. It was more like it caused this like fear of among 
<clears throat> all listeners that kidnapping could happen at any time, your children. So it really caused a, a shift in our society on how, how parents parented. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Well, it is, it is so interesting. I mean, I, I've already known this right before watching Beckham. Like we are, I already know this about the media. I just was so, I, I just could not believe the hatred mm -hmm. that was thrown at him. And a lot of it was called caused by the media, but. <laughs> Yo, No, I'm but in, him I'm and his wife, Victoria, I like to call her Victoria now, not posh. <laughs> um, um, they're just really cute together. And yeah. it, they're just like an amazing couple. And, and they just stuck by each other and supported yep. each other. Mm -hmm. It's just really an uplifting documentary. It really is. So, if so I recommend cute, it. If by cute, you mean hot bordering on perfect. Oh, I know. Those two, I mean, I had, the whole time I'm thinking, can there be two more attract? Can there be a more attractive couple out there? In the I know. World? I, I mean, did not gosh. realize how good looking David Beckham was. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> like I knew, this. but man, I he's didn't, a total babe. I know. <laughs> Seriously. It, and he's it? just a little bit younger than me and Katie, you know, so <laughs> I think we have a chance. <laughs> so if we were ever around him, we would probably say nothing to him. We got to remember last week's um episode, episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but gosh. anyway thanks for humoring me talking about this um documentary i've i just loved it it was so good so well everybody... didn't they talk in the documentary about the he was in the museum uh just just a video of him sleeping there was like a 40 second loop of him sleeping and it was called perfection Oh, and really? It was, and it I was bet. in the one of the big museums. Like, I don't know if it's the British Museum or what it is, but oh. like it was an art installation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it was a video. But it was a just a just a short loop of him sleeping with his shirt off. Oh, yeah. And well, it was just called perfection. Yeah. That's well, I will. Lie. I'm going to find it and put it on our Instagram page. Yeah. I <laughs> thought you were going to say, I'm going to find it and put it up in our living room. That's what <laughs> well, I thought. That too. too. That too, <laughs> Nate. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. There can never be enough Beckham. <laughs> Him and Katie, I think we've laughed. I think we made it through another podcast without crying. We've Almost. laughed, we've cried. We'll see how bad our ending is, whether we cry or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do good endings now. Yeah. I know. Right, Everything we do is, is fine. Yes. It hey, is. Kim and Katie. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye, you guys. Hey, Kim and Katie.